Welcome to Dream Big and Implement Small. I'm Janessa Drani. I empower midlife moms to break the cycle of busy and find their value and meaning outside of motherhood, one incremental step at a time. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my tips, tricks, hacks, and stories on how we can start saying yes to what matters most and no to what doesn't. Hello, everybody. It's October. It's chilly here, and I couldn't be more thrilled. I am a huge, huge fan of the turtleneck. Actually, more specifically, turtleneck sweaters and sweater season and fall and the leaves going. I mean, I'm in New England, which is just un matched anywhere else as far as the glorious fall colors. Where I grew up, there were, I'm from Iowa, and so there really aren't any trees. I mean, obviously there are trees, but not like there are here. To the fact, like when I moved to Massachusetts, I was like, why with all the trees? You know, if you just cut these down, how many things you could grow instead? But my mom would call me and say, oh, the tree on Main Street is red. Like we had one tree in our entire town that would turn colors. Everything else just like got brown and died um, or they were evergreen trees. So love, love, love fall. And this whole idea of seasons is something I am embracing and kind of making a transition In my daily practice community, as you know, each month we have a new theme that we're working towards and all of the um, engagement and programming that I'm doing within the community all go to that theme. And I try to some extent to have the podcast follow that same theme. Well, I have now transitioned and we're now going to have seasonal themes within a daily practice. So we will have four themes a year. And that gives us a little bit more time and space to really dig into a theme as opposed to switching every 30 days. So the theme for the remainder of fall, so October and November, is curiosity, playing in the space of what's possible. And that's kind of, I feel like that's where we're at, right? We had summer, we like did all the things and did all of our connection and really like relaxed. And then fall is where we're like getting back into a routine and, but we're starting to get into the holidays. So it's like, oh, I don't want to embark on too much. So let's just play in what's possible. Let's not make big commitments. Let's just play. And that's kind of where I want to start on our, on the podcast. And so over the summer, I have been a little bit like not so consistent. And that's more, I would like to blame it on you for there just wasn't a lot of people listening, but it's also me of like trying to fit in, you know, fit it all in. But I am committed to weekly podcasts from this point on. So, and we're on 
episode 39, you guys. I am 11 freaking months into this podcast. I don't know if you remember the very first one where I said starting is so hard and that I would look back on that episode a year later and think, oh my God, how cringy is that? And I'm sure I will. But my goodness, one step after another, and here we are. So thank you, thank you, thank you for still listening. So I am obsessed with my sleep. Like, ask anyone who talks to me on a regular basis. I am forever telling everyone what my sleep score is. And Fitbit and I have kind of agreed to disagree on what it thinks is a good night's sleep because I swear some nights I wake up and I'm or in mornings and I'm like, oh my God, that was awesome. And I look and it's like, that was a 74. I'm like, what? 74? I don't get that. Whereas other nights I wake up and I'm like, I am so tired and it gave me a 90. But that being said, I have reached the age where I get up like 47 bajillion times in a night. And I'm doing all the things. Let me tell you, I got like gummies over here, things, tinctures. I got creams. I got oils. I got diffusers. I'm trying everything, my friends. But that being said, when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning on a regular basis, if I am not able to go back to sleep immediately, which sometimes I am, I start to think and wonder and ponder and worry and things start to compile and get bigger and bigger. And the smallest of problems seem so much bigger at three o'clock in the morning. Am I right? Like, am I the only one that has this happen? And I know that I should just get up and journal it out and then go back to sleep. I have been getting up more recently and just reading for a little while. But when all of these things are in my mind at three o'clock in the morning, I know that I've got to let it go. Like something's got to give, right? So it's kind of like a pressure valve. And when our mind gets so full of all the things, we've got to let the pressure off. And sometimes these things are worries and things that are like, oh my God, I'm so freaked out by. But lots of times it's also like, oh my God, I have this amazing idea and I don't even know how to like even begin. And there's all these like, I am like firing on all cylinders. Like I've got all these amazing ideas, right? Either way, it fills our head to the point where we cannot keep it all in. When it's worries and so forth, it starts to stress us and we are then, mm, I don't know, in my case, kind of cranky to all the people and waking up in the freaking middle night. When it's all the good stuff that is all in there and wanting to be addressed and so forth, we're at risk of losing those great ideas. Okay. So now kind of picture our brains as like, you know, in the cartoons where their eyes are kind of all bulging and they have like steam coming out of their ears. That's where we're at, right? 
and my go-to what we need to do to get it out is to do a mind dump. Okay? Are you a mind dumper? Are you new to mind dumping? So this is how I go about doing it. It can be done for, oh crap, I have all of this to do. And I have, it can be done for, oh yeah, look at all that is possible. Okay? The tenants are pretty much the same. Let me start with the oh craps. Okay? So a mind dump, big piece of paper. Yes, you can use a small piece of paper. Bigger, I think works better because it is, it's going to keep you from trying to make it a list. If you have a regular piece of paper and a regular pencil and you start to mind dump, it just automatically goes into a list. And then it gets really overwhelming because now you see like 37 bajillion things and you're like, holy, holy, I can't do all of this. And then, and then we've only escalated our worries and not helped offload them. So I use a roll of tracing paper. I come from the design and architectural world, and that's a normal thing that I have. You could use a piece of wrapping paper is what I would suggest. Just turn it over. There's always a the white side. So just a scrap of wrapping paper and put it out and get a Sharpie or a marker, something that's big. Again, I'm trying to get you to get away from just this automatic thought of having it into a list. So in the middle of your paper, you write your central problem or your central idea. And, you know, in my case, it's sometimes it just starts with Janessa, if I'm doing the worries, the Janessa. And I draw a circle around it and I draw all these little spokes coming out of it. And on the end of each spoke is an area of my life or a project or something. Each one is a worry. So if I have several either ventures, clients, um, things that I'm worrying about, each one goes on the end of a spoke. And then from there, what is all the things that need to be done or what are all the things that I'm needing to work, like that I'm worrying about? What are all the things that need to be addressed for that one and then the next one and the next one? And so it's almost like it's a circle with spokes coming out. At the end of each of those is a circle with spokes coming out and it just keeps growing and growing, okay? And I set my timer for 10 minutes and just try to get it all out. I'm not trying to solve anything. I'm not trying to fix anything. I am literally emptying my mind. It's like taking my head off my shoulders and shaking it out and letting all of those worries, ideas, and so forth fall onto the paper in some sort of order, but not needing it to be a to-do And we're not solving this in the meantime. We're not actually like, oh, let me make that phone call right now. We're just getting it all out on paper. Typically, just getting it out on paper, I feel like 99% better because now I can do something with it. At three o'clock in the morning, 
What can I do other than just pontificate and pontificate? Now it's all out in the open. Now this is doable. We can see we've we've looked under the under the drape and seen that there's nothing scary behind it. It is what it is. Here it all is. When we're doing it in a worry sense, I look at it and immediately take another colored marker or a highlighter and on there, what are the things that I am the only one who can do something about this? What is it that I have to do? And I circle all of those or highlight them in some way. What are the things on there that really I have been worrying about and so forth? And that doesn't even need to be done. It doesn't even matter. Cross them out. The next one, different color, different way of indicating. What are the things that would literally take me five to 10 minutes to do? Like, I can't even, it took me longer to write it down than just to do it. Highlight those. And then I want you to circle, highlight, however you want, all the things that need to be delegated to somebody else. It has to be done, but it doesn't have to be you. Okay? Now you've got, now you've got it more under the, under control. So this is where, if you took my Reclaim Your Time, Reclaim Your Life workshop, you understand that I am a huge proponent of the Tickler file. If you're within my community, there's a whole article on how to set up your own Tickler file. I highly suggest popping into the free community and just do a search particular file and it'll come up. It'll tell you everything you need to know. But the tickler file is a way of being able to address all of the things on your to-do list by being able to focus on one thing at a time and putting each item in a folder within the tickler file, which are all dated to be on a specific date. This helps you organize all these things. When we put things on lists, We look at all of them all the time and it's always overwhelming. Whereas if we look at one thing on our list at any given time, it's much more doable. So even if you don't have a tickler file, I would get out a stack of scrap paper and write from the things that you highlighted that only you can do. Put one item on one piece of paper and then put those in an order of priority. This has to happen, then this, then this, then that. Clearly, we're just going to let go of the things that we crossed off and we are going to make some sort of communication to those who are delegating the things that need to delegate. And then the things that only take five to 10 minutes, set aside 30 minutes to bang those out. Just see how fast you could do it. Once you get those things done, now you feel like you're making progress. Okay? So that's how we have to get over the overwhelm. We cannot hide from the scaries in our head. They are not ever going to be addressed while they're in our head. 
we need to put them out on paper. Okay? And this is, as we play in this place of curiosity and what's possible, so often I say, like, what is possible? I'm like, oh, Janessa, I don't have time to think about possible. I got to do all the things. I'm doing all the things. I need you to give yourself the gift of looking at what all the things are to see what is really keeping you from then doing a mind dump of all the fabulousness that is possible. Okay? So you can use this tool twofold. One, get all the crap out of your head so that you can plant the seeds for all that is possible. So the same thing in a what's possible mind dump, which is more probably referred to as a mind map. Same idea. Big piece of paper. You are in the center of it. Janessa. Spokes going out everywhere. And what are all the things that you could be doing? I want more mindfulness. What could I do for mindfulness? What could I do for my health? What could I do for my career? What could I do for my children? What could I do for my community? What are the things that you're needing more of? And then play in each one for mindfulness. Do a whole series of spokes coming out of mindfulness of all the things that you might want to do. I want to take a baking class. I want to meditate. I want to take yoga again. I want to create a creative practice. There are no right or wrong answers here. This is just a brainstorm, an absolute, think of when we used to be in school and we'd say, okay, we're going to do a brainstorm and there's no answer that's the wrong answer. Let's just get it out there. Because sometimes the craziest answers are the ones that lead us down a path that we never thought was possible. And then it's so freaking exciting. Okay. We need the, we need the far out and we need the practical pragmatic, but I would focus on those, those, what might be possible. And then this season, let's just play in there. Let's just pick one and think, okay, this is where I'm going to start. And let me see if I like it. This is the other thing. When we are doing either of these, I said we go into lists. If you were to do this, what's possible in a list and you make a whole list, all of a sudden you're like, I can't do that. First of all, I don't have time for that, Janessa. I don't have energy for that. I don't have the money for that. We All we see is all of the objections. The what ifs, the I can'ts, the imposter syndrome, the doubts on ourselves, and so forth. But when you see it as a mind map, there's energy around that. And then you're like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This this is what's possible in my life. It just doesn't mean to be, this is impossible this week. There's nothing saying that you have to do any of these things. But let's just see what that might look like. Similar, you could do this anytime. I do this when I'm doing a new workshop or if I'm going to be doing a new offering within the community, a new workbook, a new book, all of these things. 
everything starts with a central idea and then you spiral it out from there. What is possible? What are all the things? Then you can start rearranging them. When this is an actual project, when you pick one of these, you could do its own mind map and start to see what are all the different steps? When am I committing to these? How might this work? Who might I need to have help me? And then, then you start waking up at three in the morning and going, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't sleep. It'll happen, my friends. It will happen. Everything that is possible is within you. It's already been planted in the back of your mind. You've just not let yourself explore it. And that's where I want you to go. That's where I want you to just play with that. And if you need help playing with that, that's what we do. That's what I do. Between my Igniter group program, the daily practice community, my Igniter one-on-one program, this podcast, it is all about helping you get more. Get more calm, more energy, more adventure, more meaning, more value, more purpose, more passion. It is possible. I am here. I would love to be your guide, your sage, your igniter, your shot in the arm. If you're starting on this journey and it's daunting and overwhelming, I would invite you to book a quick priorities power session and we can break down the steps together. We can brainstorm together. I love this crap. It's my gift to you. Take advantage of it. 30 minutes, my friend. You are so, so worth it. And I hope every single one of you who's listening to me is already a member of my free daily practice community where we work on breaking down our lives into tiny incremental steps to have us fulfilled and find that more. All the details are in this week's show notes or you can always visit janessadurani.com.